0: Just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Feathers in My Hair. This week, I have asked back our dear Geneva, who was brutally cut off the last time that I tried to have her on. I have a better Wi-Fi connection, and hopefully things will work out well this time. But hi, Geneva. Thank you for coming back. Hey. Hey. I want to say off the bat that I think, look, I know not everybody likes new girls, but I kind of like them. And I thought this episode moved pretty seamlessly and didn't feel like they had a lot of dead weight in it.
1: Well, I mean, they kind of did, but it was with the OG girls, not the new ones.
0: Well, it was Macy. It was with Macy. Yeah. (laughs) But in general, I felt like there wasn't just like a ton of dead air and filler scenes like normal in Teen Mom.
1: Yeah, when there's five people, it's easier to fill up extra space. Yeah, I think it was a good choice to go to five people. I think so, too, for this season. I think for Team Mom 2, they didn't really need five, but that one has more drama in it.
0: Yeah, they probably should have went to five girls for OG first.
1: Yeah, they should have.
0: I wonder why they made that decision.
1: Yeah, I'm not really... I guess they figured that Brianna would fit better in the Team Mom 2 group. Yeah. But I don't know why they were searching for a fifth girl there in the first place. Yeah. Maybe they were planning to get rid of Chelsea, but they changed their mind.
0: Maybe. I don't... I don't know. Okay. I think we should start with... Who do I want to start with? I think I want to start with Kate, because I just... I have a lot to say about Kate's episode and Kate's season in general. Uh I'm feeling a lot of empathy towards Kate, and I think part of it is just that I'm being a contrarian because people are, like, going hard on her online, and I'm feeling this, like, deep need to protect her because I'm just an asshole like that, and I go against the grain of what people in the Teen Mom fandom feel, but she's getting a villain at it this season. She
1: is, but, I mean, that's because she's acting terrible. It's her own fault. <laughs>
0: I think my issue is is that I don't like that Tyler's getting propped up as this, like, hero husband.
1: I mean, I kind of agree, but I don't know. I don't think it's showing him as a hero. I think it's just showing him as a person that's just really tired of everything. Like, he has to deal with Butch. He has to deal with the sister that's, like, doing crack or whatever.
0: Yeah. She's a year sober, I think. She put her... She celebrated her one year. She went to rehab less than a year ago, so how is that even possible? Oh, maybe it was a six-month coin, and okay. I just got it wrong in my I'm head. Like, but okay. she posted, a co- like, a coin, so she's, okay. like, doing it. Well, didn't Janelle post those? Yeah, that's true, but I feel like Amber has less of an incentive to lie than Janelle did. That's true. Remember Janelle? <laughs> Have those key key tags that yeah. she bought from eBay, I think she probably really got them. I mean, I could go to a meeting right now and say, "Of fifteen years, like," and they would be like, "Okay, like it's all an honor." You know what I mean? It's not like there's like a drug test or somebody like asks. I bet she like just picked up a couple t- key tags when she went, and then she kept them on her keychain for years.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what was going on with that.
0: I miss Janelle.
1: I do too. (laughs) She's been too quiet. We
0: need her back. Well, poor girl had to get like a sinus surgery this week. That pe okay. Everybody online thinks that David like beat her up and she had to get an emergency nose job, but that's not, it was like a bandage. She would not have taken a photo of it. Yeah, I don't think she would have known. Also, it was like a bandage at the bottom of her nose and like she didn't have bruising. Like it looked. Very much, like, a sinus thing. And also, like, she's been complaining about her ear, nose, and throat issues for, like, two years at this point. I mean, she's also been complaining about her appendix
1: or whatever, and that's allegedly been taken out, like, three times. (laughs) She is always
0: sick. (laughs) That one. (laughs) So, I, personally, I believe that she had a sinus surgery. I don't really think, like, I think everybody wants it to be that David beat her up. And she had to get an emergency nose job. But I just don't think he's as abusive as people want him to be.
1: I don't think so either. And I think it's disgusting that people are like just so excited about the prospect of Kaiser and Janelle getting beaten within an inch of their lives. People want David
0: to murder Kaiser. They want it. Like they won't say it. They want to bury him in the swamp. Yeah. But like they people would be thrilled. They would pretend like they were really upset. But on the they'd be like, I knew this would happen.
1: They just want an excuse to talk about David because they're, like, obsessed. So they just get so excited when he does something stupid because it gives them the excuse to talk about him.
0: Yeah, I that is, like, a, a really probably one of the grossest aspects of the Teen Mom fandom and I know I've fallen victim to this I'm sure you've done it too and probably most people listening to this because if you care enough about Teen Mom to listen to this you probably (laughs) are in this category where you bad things happen and you get like a thrill from it and like a glee because you're like (laughs) I knew that would happen but it's like a real human being and like something really bad is happening to them I get that way over small things that
1: don't really matter. Like when Janelle went to jail for a day on my birthday, I thought it was hilarious.
0: But like, I don't want anything. I don't want any murder to happen. No, 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 no. Beat up. Like these people are crazy. No, I really do think though that people, they would never say they want that to happen, but they do because it would prove them to be right. But it's like, who the fuck cares if you're right about David beating his kids? Yeah, why
1: would you want to be right about that? Yeah, I <laughs> should hope it's not true.
0: Yeah, well, they want it to be right so that they can hate Janelle even more, which is like—that's a reflection on you.
1: I the people on Reddit, it's just hilarious because whenever someone talks about you know Chelsea staying with Adam too much, they're like, "How dare you judge an abused woman? You don't know the cycle of abuse." And they'll literally be like, how dare you judge an abused women instead of woman? So they're always making errors. But um, they'll be like, you don't know the cycle of abuse. It's so disgusting how you guys judge abused women. But then, on a Janelle thread, Janelle stays with David because she cares about men more than her kids. She lets an abusive man around her children. What happens in not judging
0: abused yeah. women? Yeah, it's I- so- I mean it's the same thing I this like with Leah. Like if you say anything negative about Leah, people will be like, "How dare you? She had a problem." Like her Jeremy should have stayed with her and supported her. Like she had issues and it's really shitty that you're mean to her about it. And then like in the rhyme posts they're like, "Oh well, he's going to die." Yeah.
1: They're just such hypocrites.
0: Yeah. Um okay, so Kate left treatment early, which I thought was weird. Um, she's like, I just really miss Tyler and Nova. So they're letting me leave treatment early, which to me means probably, well, I mean, didn't treatment say like you shouldn't come here and like you should go to an, in- like you should go somewhere in Michigan. So I'm wondering if treatment was like, yeah, leave early. Like you didn't really need to be here for this long.
1: Or maybe they only let her out like a day or two early.
0: That's true. We do get a cute little scene of Kate. Coming home and she says hi. And then Nova says, that's my mom.
1: And Tyler's like, no, it's
0: not. <laughs> and Tyler seems... Well, first of all, Tyler had the weirdest chin strap beard. It was disgusting looking. I hate those. I remember... Does Gary still have it? He used to be the king of chin straps. I don't think he does. But yeah, he was. and it, it was especially bad on Gary. But it's really bad on Tyler, too. It, ooh, it's not great. Tyler seems happy she's home um i think there's never been less chemistry between two people than between caitlin and tyler
1: yeah they just seem very platonic
0: to me yeah. and i think
1: i think on both of their ends they're together because they feel like they're supposed to be i don't think either of them are truly happy in their marriage
0: absolutely not and like even in the next scene Caitlyn's friend Haley comes over and she's like you got like he's such a great husband you're a great wife and Kate's like yeah like we're great
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like I think that neither one of them has any fucking clue like how to leave I don't think either one of them has felt passion towards the other for years if since not they're since they're like 14 yeah I, probably since before Carly was born is like, when they felt, like, genuine passion yeah. towards each other because then Car- then she got pregnant and then Carly was born in like, the trauma that, okay, so I think Kate and Tyler were always, like, bonded over, like, the addict parent situation and, like, the shared trauma that they had, but I think they could still, like, just the two of them, like, have, like, they were each other's escape, right? Right. And then Carly happened, and then the trauma, like, came inward to their relationship, and I don't think, like, they've ever been able to move past that collective trauma and, like, have any sort of romantic spark because it's just, like, the worst thing happened, essentially, and Kate's never really been able to move on from it, and I think Tyler just stays because he feels like he's Mr. Teen Mom and has to, and I just don't think they, like, are into each other and I don't think they have been for a long time outside of just like being friends and being together forever that they're like well I guess this is like what it's like and they don't even know because they've been together their whole lives
1: right and it's going to be even harder
0: to leave when they keep having children what pissed me off the most this episode I'm jumping ahead and then we'll come back is Tyler saying that he's been unhappy for two years why the fuck did he pressure her to get her birth control out
1: then? band a baby. For some reason, people think if you have a kid, you will start
0: loving whoever created it with you. That's not how it works. Yeah, and that's why I can't feel that much sympathy for Tyler. And, like, I've been seeing online, like, Kate's so awful. Like, she, like Tyler's been unhappy for two years, and she's just, like, been pouring it on him. And I'm like, Tyler is an active participant in whatever the fuck is going on between the two of them. Right. I don't feel bad for either of them. Kate didn't want to get pregnant last year.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't feel bad for either of them because if Caitlin didn't want to get pregnant, she should have said, no, screw you. She's already proven that she's able to do that. Tyler said no to the pig. She got it. He said no to the horse. She got it. If she doesn't want to do something, she's fine saying no. She should have said no to that. And Tyler, if he wasn't happy, he shouldn't have. Decided to have another
0: child with her. It's ridiculous. It really, it really is. So, like, I really noticed when Kate was on the swing talking to her friend Haley and she was, like, talking about what a great guy Tyler was. Like, there was just no love in her voice. Like, she was repeating the lines that, like, she reads on his Instagram.
1: Yeah, both of them are just going through the motions hoping that eventually they'll get feelings again, but... I think it's pretty much dead and buried at this point. That's why I was so shocked when I found out she was pregnant again. I thought... I thought they divorced. Maybe, Yeah, I was like, finally, maybe these two are seeing that maybe they're better off being friends and they can just co-parent with Nova. But, like, with another child, they're clearly still trying to make this dead relationship work when neither of them are happy. You know what? Without...
0: If... Let's talk, like, pretend like this is six months ago... Kate and Tyler were, like, the perfect candidates for conscious conscious uncoupling, like Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow did. Like, I think they could have had a very amicable divorce and co-parenting relationship and friendship. Because I think the reality is, it's like, they do have love for one another, and they do respect one another. They're just not into each other at all. And I think they could have had, like, a good breakup.
1: Yeah, but I mean... With this new baby, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, it's like, I, another year. I still can't believe that
0: they both got pregnant again. Like, it's just crazy. I know. I wish Kate would, like, accept that she doesn't want to, like, parent more children.
1: Yeah, I don't know why she's lying to herself. She doesn't take care of the kid that she already has. And then she, like, has deluded herself into thinking that she could have kept Carly... And have parented appropriately. When the only reason she was chosen for the show is because she was the adoption story. If she had kept Carly, then the show wouldn't have needed her. They would have put somebody else that adopted their child out on the show. The show wouldn't have
0: even... Well, the show wouldn't have found her in the first place. Because they found her through Dawn. But I think, like, her thinking is, like, when I had that baby and I knew... I I think the issue is is, like... Kate was, like, good on the adoption, good on the adoption, and then she had the baby, and she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think she fucking hates herself for not listening to herself in the hospital that day.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like you can go back in time. There's nothing yeah. that can be done. But a new baby is not going to replace an old one. It's just a brand new life. It's completely separate. And she should have found that out with Nova and. In- I mean, I'm sure she loves Nova, but yeah. just doesn't seem that maternal.
0: No, and I think, I mean, I think Kate loves Nova very much. I think she's doing, at least what we see on the show, like, I think she's doing what she can with Nova. I'm not sure she has it in her, like, to do more. She should have wait. they should have waited, like, three more years and, like, had Kate, like, Kate, Let's take Tyler out of the equation, but Kate should have, after the miscarriage, she should have gotten her IUD put back in. And then she should have, like, learned to love herself and then seen if she wanted to be a mom again. Like, it's okay if your kids are seven years apart. Who cares?
1: Yeah, I don't know why people make that stupid excuse that they want them close together in age. It's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, like, I get why you want your kids to be close together in age, but also, like, Who cares if that if that's coming at, like, the expense of your well-being, then no. Yeah. She Kate can tell that there's tension with Tyler and Tyler is just like about to snap. And I like I feel for Tyler. Don't get me wrong. I feel for Tyler. But I think I think my issue with Tyler is just like. Something that's been building up over years and years of watching him is, like, how much he fucking loves this role he plays. And that's why, like, I can't feel totally for Tyler. Because, I like, I feel like every day he actively chooses to be the guy that, like, takes on everybody's weight. And, like, he's responsible for everybody. And if Tyler doesn't do it, it'll never get done. Like, I think he loves that.
1: I don't think he loves it, but I feel like he doesn't know how to do anything else. But... I mean, eventually you need to do what's best for yourself and what's best for your daughter, and that's not being together. So, I mean, it's hard for me to feel bad for him when he's actively choosing to stay at this point.
0: Yeah, I think maybe a better word for it instead of a better comparison is, like, everybody gets on Kate about being a victim, but I think, like, Tyler is just as much in, like, his savior role. You know what I mean? And, like, neither one of them know how to, like, get out of that
1: I don't think either one of them truly want to get out of it because they don't know what life would be like if they weren't.
0: And I like, I can deeply relate to like Kate's victim mentality because when like, that was something I really had to work on when I got sober because the reality is like when you're born to addicted parents and you have a very hard childhood, like you are a victim and I know, like, there are certain people listening that will be like, well, I have the worst childhood to ever exist, and, like, I'm not like that. And it's like, okay, well, congrats. Like, your brain chemistry, like, is better than mine. <laughs> like, lucky you. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's, like, a, a conscious choice to be a victim. You just, like, get in this habit, and it's so hard to break. And it takes a lot of work to break it, like, a lot of work to break it. And it's something that I still struggle with and have to, like, actively work on, like, All the time, and I heard once in a meeting when I was in very early recovery, somebody said like victims don't recover, and I remember being like, huh. Like I think I'd like ninety days sober, like had just gotten out of rehab. That like really like stuck with me, and I realized like if I didn't figure out a way to like break this victim mentality, like I was never gonna get better. And I think Kate hasn't realized that yet, and it makes me question where she's going to treatment. If the therapists aren't, like, pointing that out to her. And, like, I think there's a, what Kate needs is somebody that can, like, validate her and be, like, what you went through was really, really shitty and that's awful. But how do we move past it and how do you become a survivor instead of a victim?
1: I wonder what their lives would be like if they had left Michigan. Like, left behind their parents, left behind, like, their siblings that they feel like they have to take care of. I feel like... They oh, would which have they
0: st- have been. Like, remember the early seasons, like, Kate's sister would live with them, His her little brother would live with him, like... Yeah, I do wonder. I don't know. I don't think they had it in them to leave Michigan. I wish they had. I wonder if it would be different or if they would just be, like, doing all the same mistakes but in another state.
1: They should have moved to North Carolina so they could stop Carly. You know they thought about
0: it. I thought they they don't they live in like um, I don't think it's North Carolina, but it's like somewhere it's North else. I won't it? say the city since people
1: are crazy, but it's North Carolina for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, they should. They should just move in with Brandon and Teresa.
1: <laughs> they should. They can be the nannies.
0: <laughs> so, we watched Tyler go to his therapist. Now, his therapist makes a good suggestion, which is we should do, like, basically couples counseling, but, like, I'm there and Kate's therapist is there. And I was like, okay, that's, like, not bad. And then she says, I've been watching the show and starts to, like, diagnose Tyler's situation based on what she sees on the show, which is insane And then she suggests that he and Kate should watch the show together. Now, mind you, like, if we're following MTV's timeline, Kate has been out of treatment for, like, a week, and the therapist is saying that she should go back and watch her being suicidal and having a miscarriage? Like, that's crazy. Well, to be
1: fair, I think that, I mean, I don't know how long Tyler's been seeing this therapist, but I think that... She took what she knew from Tyler and then watched the show and then pieced it together. And, I mean, what they're saying it is edited. So, for all we know, maybe the counselor is saying, you know, someday you guys could go back and watch this. Because, like, I'm sure things have been said that they maybe forgot or they interpreted things differently. Like, maybe she thought that Tyler was being aggressive when he wasn't. Or maybe mm-hmm. Tyler thought she was being, you know, selfish when she was preoccupied with other things. I mean, I think watching yourself gives you another perspective. I understand that the show's edited, but it would put a new perspective on it. And if something's, you know, dubbed in or something, they'd be able to tell. I mean, the audience can tell when that happens, so I, they'd know if it was completely
0: I just think it's like, yeah, I hope it was edited out. I just think it'd be crazy to watch it now. Like, where they are in the timeline. Like, it's so fresh for Kate, and she was in such a vulnerable place. Like, I just don't think, I don't, like, next year. You know what I mean? Like, when there's been time, it's so fresh. Like, I just can't imagine, like, asking Kate to do that. And to me, what would make more sense is that they, like, in therapy, talk about how they felt. And Kate has to be open and she has to listen to what Tyler has to say. I'm not, like, denying that. Like, Kate needs to listen to the weight that Tyler has carried 100%. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to do it, like, via watching the show, like, three... I mean, because this was in March, you know? And the footage they'd be watching was from, like, November. And I just... I don't know. That just... It seems too soon for me.
1: Well, Tyler is also too afraid to ever talk to Caitlyn... So maybe the therapist thought, maybe she can watch what he's feeling. Because, I mean, he's talking crap about her on TV all the time, but we see, like, when he's to her face, he'll say something and she'll, like, react just a little bit and he'll instantly back off. He'll be like, okay, okay, never mind. Yeah. He's, like, scared to actually say anything. And, I mean, if Caitlin hasn't been watching the show, she doesn't even know all this stuff he's been saying about Isn't her. Isn't
0: crazy to think that she doesn't know all the shit he talks about her? Apparently she doesn't know because she doesn't watch. which is insane that that is crazy um so yeah i know i completely agree i think that part of the reason tyler's so into this idea because then tyler's like great now i don't have to actually tell her exactly and we don't like all those nasty things that i said about her to my mom like now she can just watch me say that and we don't ever have to visit that again
1: yeah i can't believe i mean maybe Somebody they know watches the show, and then they've told Caitlyn. But like when she said that she never watches at all, I was like, "So she doesn't know the stuff that's been said about her."
0: I know. Like, that's and Kim great. and Tyler are like free talkers when it comes to Caitlyn.
1: Yeah, Kim goes in on Caitlyn. She does not care. She doesn't hold anything back. No,
0: nothing. Like, that's crazy to think. If like, I mean, I'm sure Kate has like a general idea. And you know, they do like those montages at the reunion um yeah. so like she sees it there i just i wonder what it's like to be on a reality show and not watch it
1: i can understand why you wouldn't want to watch it but then like if anything incorrect is on there you want to be able to defend yourself and like correct it
0: yeah i guess it like i wonder if like after a certain point because they've been on the show for so fucking long I wonder if she like watched in the early seasons and then she realized like there's no point to me watching this Like, I don't gain anything from watching this.
1: Possibly. But also, it makes it hilarious that she talks about haters now because, like, you don't even know what the haters are referring to if
0: you haven't been looking. (laughs) (laughs) I think, though, that, like, part of the reason that Kate's coming off so poorly this season is that, well, I think whatever meds they have her on, like, in this episode, she was, like, very, like, dull. Dull. Dull is a good word for it. She was very dull and I think was having trouble, like, being um, like, in her tone of voice, using, like, an empathetic tone of voice. And I think when at least for me as an audience member, when somebody is not using an empathetic tone of voice, when they're discussing something that should have it, you're like, ugh, what's wrong with them? Like, what a bitch. Like, and I think that was really affecting Caitlyn in this episode. And I think if we saw her in therapy which I don't want to see her in because I want her to be doing private off camera therapy and actually working on herself but I think right now we're just getting like dull Caitlin like rehearsing or reciting lines to her friend and we're getting Tyler's much better at being like oh my god this thing's going on and like you feel for him because he's like a more empathetic person and it's like easier to feel sympathy for him than for Kate who's just like yeah Tyler's great, I love Tyler. Hi, Nova, I love you. Like, I just think that Kate is coming off, like, so badly on camera, basically. Even if, like, in real life, her actions aren't so harsh.
1: Yeah, that's a good point about the meds. I didn't really think about that. But it could also explain why she's so easily to, like, cry because she's on meds. Yeah. and So she's not used to them. She's a bit not so...
0: Also like when you at least like for me when I got out of rehab everything was so raw. You're like just like this open walking wound. You know, like where you've just spent like however many weeks just like pouring salt on all your worst cuts and then like anything that you get home and you just like cry about stuff because you're still so like you're just in this weird state. You're not like when you're in rehab you become so open Usually, and you know, like you're in the world, you're like a hardened shell, just like to get through life. And rehab, like, really takes that away. And I think it can be very hard to like readjust to coming back out in the world and like not having that hardened shell on you, and like everything feels like an attack. Yeah. Uh, Tyler also the therapist gives Tyler a worksheet. They didn't really explain what it was. But I have a feeling it was, like, reflections on our marriage type of thing. Like, these are my goals. I don't feel like our goals line up. Like, this is what I want. This is what I feel like I'm getting. Like, that type of thing. And the therapist is like, I'll give you one for Kate. But she does not have to do it. You should not do this together. Like, very clear that, like, you can give this to Kate. But, like, don't expect her to do it. Just work on yours. And then Tyler's like, here you go. My therapist says you should do this.
1: Yeah, it was a thing. It was, like, a needs list. They were both supposed to, like, write down what their, like, needs were in a relationship, and they were supposed to do it completely separate. And then when they came back together in their, like, group therapy thing, they were going to talk about it. Which
0: can be really helpful because you, like, have a pen on paper, like, something that you are able to do independently, and then you have, like a like, a moderator, like, help you present that to the other person. But Tyler's, like this is what we need to do to work on our relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see why <laughs> Kate took that as an attack because, and the therapist like basically was like, make sure she knows this is not an attack. <laughs> and Tyler threw that to the wind. <laughs> I think Kate is, I think Kate yeah. is terrified of going to therapy and working with Tyler because she knows that if. I think Tyler, more so than Kate, knows if they start to work on themselves, they're done.
1: Yeah, they'll realize they're not supposed to be together. And I think Tyler is coming to that conclusion a bit sooner than her because he is actively working on it. But I think once Caitlyn does finally, you know, start to love herself and start to want to get better, I think she'll realize that she's kind of stuck in a not great marriage.
0: I kind of wonder, though, if it might— okay. I don't know if this is, like, the hottest take. I kind of think that Tyler believes that they can work on themselves because Tyler has has more of a reason to want to... I think Tyler is just so obsessed with them being together for teen mom reasons that that, like, overshadows everything. And I think that Kate probably just spent six weeks with a therapist being like, your marriage doesn't sound good. <laughs> and Kate, like, like does not want to work on this because she knows like as soon as they do, like they have to break up where Tyler has more of an optimism that like they're going to start working on it and then things will be better. And I think Kate kind of knows like nothing's ever getting better between them. So like, let's just ignore this and then we don't have to actually get a divorce.
1: I think they both know deep down the truth, which is why they're so miserable. (laughs)
0: by the way their scenes have been fucking miserable like there was a dark energy in their house
1: they haven't had any like
0: fun happy scenes joy there hasn't been any joy for them this season and there hasn't been in a while and like not even i don't know there's just something like so like like, woo, like, gives you the chills a little bit when they have scenes together because it just, it's so negative.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's only been two episodes, so it could always get better. And I mean, I don't see how it could be positive. Caitlin's in rehab and yeah. Tyler's alone while his wife is in rehab to kill herself. But, so, I mean, I see why it wasn't joyful. It'd be weird if it was. Yeah. But,
0: sure. <laughs> I think it's just like, usually, though, like, I think Kate and Tyler, like, this whole time, I think, I think this, I think I just came to it in my head. That Kate and Tyler have always had a very dark and sad storyline, but they've somehow managed to, like, have a some level of joy attached to it. So, like, even though their parents are awful, even though they've had, like, this adoption, like, there was still something positive that would come out of their scenes. And that's just, like, not there this season so far.
1: It's because they were likable earlier on. Now they're just kind of... We've just been watching these people for too long. Yeah. After a while, it's old. It's just like, okay, I'm over it.
0: Do you think the show should be canceled? Yeah. I think so, too. (laughs) I mean, we're still going
1: to be able to talk about stuff like... None of these people are going to be normal. They'll still be doing crap. It'll just all be online. I'm fine with it.
0: I would kind of love for this show to get canceled. And then I could go back and do like seven seasons worth of recaps on the earlier seasons.
1: Also, they can just keep doing Young and Pregnant. And maybe they can reboot 16 and Pregnant again and just have different people. Like, after a while, you get tired of watching the same
0: people. The story is always the same. None of them doing new things. I mean, there's a reason that reality shows don't go on for 10 seasons with the same cast. Right. There just is. Like, they're. I'm trying to think of, like, a lot of. Some of the TLC shows do it. Like, the Duggars did it. I think
1: Keeping Up With The Kardashians has been on for
0: that it, long, probably. I think this for is me. season 12. Yeah, yeah. and But, like, they. They oh. also have, like, I mean, Keeping Up With The Kardashians is also boring as shit.
1: I never got into that. So,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, The other thing that, the only other thing that happened is Kate did get a little manipulative towards the end when she was like, do you think I'm an idiot? You think I don't know how upset you are and how hurt you were and, like, starts crying? But I don't know. I think a lot of people are trying to attach malicious intent to, like, Caitlyn just not being, like, having any emotional stability. I mean, she's
1: done this before, like when she's upset, she like and she doesn't want to talk about something, she cries to get it to stop. I mean it is manipulative. She shouldn't have done that. But then again, she's on brand new meds. She just got home. This is probably the last thing she wants to hear right now. So I see both sides.
0: Yeah, I also don't think and I like I say this as somebody that was very manipulative her whole life. Like when you're so used to being manipulative, like, it's not coming from a malicious intent, like, a lot of the times. It's, like, your instant reaction to things. And you do it because, like, you know it's going to get the result that you want and that you need. And to unlearn that is so fucking hard. Like, I have to, four years working on this, for almost four and a half years working on this, like, I have to actively stop myself from doing it almost all the time. Like, sometimes this is so sick. I'll be, like, thinking about something I want. And I start thinking about how I can convince my dad to buy it for me. And, like, I go through this thing in my head of, like, oh, well, if I, like, bring up this and then I start crying, like, I'm sure he'll get it for me. And I'm, like, stop. Like, this, no, you cannot do this. Like, this is not okay. But it Kate is just so fresh in the process. Like, I don't think she's unlearned a lot of her manipulative behaviors before. And, unfortunately, like, those behaviors were her survival mechanisms from growing up the way that she did.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Especially with April as her mom. She's freakishly manipulative herself.
0: Oh, April's like a hundred times worse than Kate. It's kind of a miracle how well Kate has turned out when I remember April.
1: Yeah, April's a mess.
0: Never forget that scene where they went prom dress shopping. That was psychotic. She was,
1: like, calling Caitlyn names and... Didn't you call her ugly she, and a bitch and, like... She that Her, like, dress was ugly and Caitlyn was like, but I like this dress. And she was like, well, don't ask me for my opinion if you're not gonna listen to it. And then she was like... It was so weird.
0: It was so cruel. Like, Caitlyn... April was fucking cruel to Caitlyn. Like, really, really awful. Oh, and one other thing that I wanted to say was... I thought it was, um... I did kind of appreciate how when Caitlin was like, well, I have PTSD, and you could tell the producer was like, so is it from, like, your adoption or, like, your childhood? And Kate was like, yeah, well, you know, I think that Kate was being vague on purpose, and I kind of respected that for her, like, holding back. And not, like, Kate needs to learn, and this is part of the reason that she'll never get better as long as she's on MTV, that she needs to have boundaries when it comes to her mental health. And that she's allowed to not tell MTV everything. And that she's allowed to be private about her, like, issues and her recovery. And that she doesn't owe anybody, like, well, I have PTSD because my mom beat the shit out of me. Like, she doesn't owe that to anybody. Like, she's allowed to keep that private. And I think that's been one of the worst things that's come out of Kate being on MTV is that she has to live her pain so openly.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other girls don't even let them film in the house. Caitlyn doesn't have to tell them the most intimate details of her life. I agree.
0: And Kate's, like, and, I mean, God only knows the trauma Kate has that she hasn't put out there, you know? Like, I can only imagine. And I don't know. I think that that's one of Kate's biggest issues is that she's, like, never been able to heal and revon from anything because, like, she's MTV's, like, trauma horse. yeah. Okay, let's move on to, let's go to Cheyenne after a very quick break. I thought Cheyenne's segment was fun, but it did not feel like we were watching Teen Mom. It almost felt like we were watching The Hills.
1: Yeah, it was, it was
0: a completely different dynamic. Completely different, like. I, it was, it was so weird. First of all, I almost even felt like the filming was different. Like, we were getting drone shots and, like, this party atmosphere. First of all, her family party looked fun as fuck. It did. (laughs) That was a fun family barbecue. Whoever's house that was at was nice as shit.
1: I feel like it's Cheyenne's mom's, but I'm not really sure. I know that they do a lot of events. There for Ryder. Like, the first birthday was there, and the christening was there, and this party. So I'm assuming it's, like, a close family member.
0: Yeah. And I just, like, so the, the episode starts with Cheyenne talking about how she wants, that she will get pregnant when Ryder turns two. And I'm watching that, I'm like, who is she going to get pregnant by?
1: This boyfriend the six months.
0: Uh, she says, we talk about babies way more than we talk about marriage. And I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> like,
1: I don't understand these girls. Like they're fine. <laughs> having a baby with someone, which is permanent. As long as that child is alive, you have a connection with that person. If your kid lives 80 years, you have a connection with this person for 80 years. With marriage, you can just divorce. <laughs> I don't know why they feel like marriage is
0: a bigger commitment than having a a life form. It, it's its insane. It's crazy. She even, she's like, well, we talked about marriage once, but then I showed him the ring I wanted. I think I, like, scared him off. But we talk about having babies every time we have sex. I'm like, w- he got more scared by a ring than pulling out?
1: Yeah. It's stupid. And we already know Cheyenne doesn't make men use condoms, so <laughs> who knows if this baby's going to come
0: earlier. Cheyenne will cheat on her boyfriend and not make him use a condom. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> First of all, it's especially crazy considering like how many girls Corey fucks. Well, didn't they? I never
1: watched the challenge, but isn't that where they met?
0: Yeah, I never watched it either, but it's like apparently that's Corey's thing. Is just maybe like fucking. Everything. He didn't.
1: Maybe he didn't start hooking up with all the girls until after the Cheyenne thing. Maybe she was the first one.
0: Somebody tweet at me, please, at Ben underscore Lee, and let me know. <laughs> I need a full Corey and Cheyenne timeline, actually. Uh, If someone wants to provide that for me, I would be really appreciative. But first of all, Corey and Cheyenne spend too much time together. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I thought it was so
1: weird when they were running errands together and then Cheyenne's in the backseat with Ryder. It's like, why don't you just run the errand, Cheyenne, and Corey can watch Ryder while you run the errands? I don't know why they both were needed for that.
0: Yeah. They spend too much time together. It's not just co-parenting. Somebody did say on Facebook... <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. A loser. I follow, like, the Teen Mom OG Facebook page, you know, and I love to read the comments because it's a good mix of, like, people who just watch the show and don't follow any of the social media and also the rabid fans, which is, like, the only place that you see them interacting, which I love. It's, like... It's an interesting experience, So, somebody on one of those said that Ryder, or that she rides in the back with Ryder because Ryder has seizures. And, like, they're scared to have her in the car seat where they can't see her. Which, like, I guess makes sense. But she's like, I needed to run some errands and Corey wants to spend time with Ryder, so he's coming with me. And it's like, what? No. You don't, you have a boyfriend. You don't need to spend so much time with him. Where did this person get that seizures thing i'm gonna need receipts on that i think it's part of the seizure thing i mean obviously she probably just made up the car seat thing and that's why or like cheyenne riding in the back but i'm pretty sure it's part of Ryder's genetic disorder the seizures i don't feel comfortable talking about like a
1: kid a parent disabilities when it's not proven because insley's supposed to have a club foot. oh um, no but rider does, does have genetic issues um, that's what Thing, One like she's is supposed to have like a messed up head or something. Like the fans claim, all of the kids have these problems.
0: So that's true, but that it is a legit thing that Ryder has health issues. She has a genetic cool. disorder.
1: Okay, just wanted
0: to make sure because I did not feel comfortable just commenting on I that. I think that's why they found they finally got. They didn't get the DNA test until she was six months. I think she was having issues, and so they like did a bunch of genetic testing.
1: So Cheyenne's boyfriend that she cheated on with Corey, did she did he
0: think that he was the dad
1: at first? I don't know.
0: We don't know. And I need to know that. That's like crucial information for me.
1: Cheyenne needs to reveal this because was Corey only discovered because they were trying to discover the genetic stuff, or did
0: Cheyenne finally feel guilty? I don't know, because it would make sense that maybe you're not Ryder's dad. It would make sense that they didn't go to him until, like, they found out she had a genetic disorder. Because remember when Allie got sick, they, like, ran all the tests on Leah and Corey? Like, they have to know the parents, like, they have to get the parents tested if there are issues. Yeah. Uh, We find out that Cheyenne's dad doesn't know that Zach lives with her. And Corey's like, you shouldn't keep that from him. I don't want to be the one that has to keep it from him. And I knew right away, I was like, oh, Corey's going to tell her dad.
1: Definitely, he's been waiting for a way to punish her for <laughs>
0: having Zach
1: living over there.
0: <laughs> I really don't like Corey.
1: I don't like how much of a player he is, but I mean, yeah. I guess he's a good dad. I mean, I don't know enough Everybody's about I didn't us. him. Everybody's Like, I've like watch his old show, so I don't know that much about him, but he's too cocky. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like how he was like, oh, if I told Cheyenne that I was ready for a relationship, she would jump at the chance
0: i agree i think that um they constantly tell us that he's a good dad you know like they're constantly saying he's a good dad so like i'll believe it but yeah i don't like the way that he is with cheyenne and i think he is playing her and leading her on and i think it's gross and like we see it like so Corey talks to cheyenne's dad and cheyenne's stepdad and they have like a really. They have a nice conversation. Uh, they say like the reason that it works so well between them is that they have like boundaries and they respect each other. And Corey just like straight up says, "Well, Zach lives with Ryder."
1: Yeah,
0: which is and then shitty.
1: Dad's just like, "Um, okay."
0: Um, there was a lot of talk online about how Cheyenne was wearing a thong bathing suit, and people were in full panic mode over this.
1: I would not have worn it, but I mean, who cares? It's a bathing suit.
0: It's a bathing suit. I wouldn't have worn it because I don't have the shape that Cheyenne has. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has an incredible body. But if I had her body, I would maybe wear it. That's like, like, and people are like, in front of your parents. and I'm like, my parents don't sexualize me. Like <laughs> Like, I, I get why people are like, I would never wear that in front of my family. And I don't fault anyone. I don't think that that's prude if anybody chooses not to do that. But, like, the amount of, like, pearl clutching people were doing over this. Like, I would never wear that in front of my family. My family would be horrified. Like, that's disgusting. I'm like, everybody needs to take a breath. <laughs> like, it is not that serious.
1: I agree that it's not that serious, but if I had worn that at a family function, my family probably would have freaked out.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I think it's just like, it just seems like such a faux outrage. Like, her family didn't freak out, basically. It's like my, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, how could she do that in front of her family? It's like, they clearly didn't care.
1: Yeah, nobody even looked twice at her.
0: No, Nobody. Like, everybody was dancing and drinking, and they were, like, it was a family event. It's, like, that was a party that, like, the family happened to be at. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see her dad just floating in the pool with the cowboy hat? (laughs) I mean, I loved it. They were, like, having a (laughs) fun-ass barbecue. Like, they were living it up. I wonder if it was July 4th.
1: I don't know, because... I didn't see any decorations. It may have just been, like, a family get-together or like, a family reunion or something.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just thought, like, I 100% understand if families wouldn't approve of it. I understand if people wouldn't wear it. But, like, people being, like, how dare she wear that in front of her family when it's, like, so clear her family did not care. It's just so annoying.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like any private parts were out. And even if they were... Maybe her family's a nudist colony. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do it, but who
0: cares? She looked great in it, by the way. <laughs> Cheyenne always looks good. She's so pretty. She is. I Oh, I wanted to talk about how much I hate Cheyenne's voice. Why? Because it's, like, monotone? It's not so much that it's monotone. It's that she's, like, always doing, like, a low yell.
1: Oh, you mean, like, she kind of, like, drones on?
0: Yeah, and she's, like, like, she's yelling, but in a talking voice. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but next time you listen to her talk, notice that she's, like, it's, like, this weird, aggressive yell, but, like, it's not aggressive because she's just being normal. But she, (laughs) it's, I I didn't notice it last episode, but I noticed it today, and I was, like, her voice is, like, really annoying. I think it's a weird vocal fry slash, like... Monotoneness, like I don't know, it, it's something weird. I don't like it. I want everybody the next episode to pay attention to her voice. It's my assignment to you all. I'll be on the lookout next time. So Cheyenne's dad was mad, rightfully, because he's like been over to the house apparently when Zach was living there. And but I kind of related to Cheyenne in this moment because she said the reason she didn't tell him is because she was scared at what his reaction would be and he was like i didn't get mad at you when you told me that you were pregnant and weren't you scared to tell me that and she was like yeah and i can definitely relate to that because i've like hid stuff from my dad forever because i was like so convinced he'd be mad and then i finally told him he like didn't care at all
1: i don't know i feel like she should have just told him she's like 24 or 25 it's not like It's not like she's an 18-year-old Chelsea living on her dad's rent having her abusive boyfriend in there. It's not the same situation. Yeah. Like, he might not approve, but he was going to find out anyway, and he's going to be more annoyed that he had to find out from Corey than if you had just told him.
0: Also, it was weird because I feel like on Teen Mom, we don't get a lot of scenes of people drunk. And, like, having Corey and Cheyenne, like, having that drunken fight, you know, where they were, like, talking, and then they were yelling, and then they were talking again, and then they were yelling. And if, I was like, is this a fight? And then I was like, yeah, it is a fight. Why are they fighting? Um, and then I was like, oh, they're drunk. Like, this is just two drunk people fighting. Like, we just don't get that on Teen Mom a lot.
1: I think it's because everybody else has been on for years, so they... Like when everybody else started, they were too young to legally drink, so they had to hide it,
0: yes, and then that's by the very time true. they
1: were twenty one I mean they knew to hide for the cameras to look good or they knew how to you know handle their liquor when they were on t v
0: yeah, they just didn't like it's never, and I think it's also just like never been part of the show if you know what I- wanted, they could get drunk Macy easily, they're just not oh. showing us, <laughs> oh and I mean we do see drunk Macy sometimes, but I feel like. We see drunk Macy or we see, like, drunk Nathan or we see drunk... Like, we see drunk people. It's not so much that we don't see drunk people. I think we just don't see, like, party scenes and drunk, like, fights because that's just, like, not, like, a regular teen mom occurrence where they have parties on camera that aren't, like, kids parties or whatever because it just doesn't fit in, like, with the flow of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it never has, which is why this felt more like an episode of The Hills where they would go to a pool party and get drunk and fight. I like it, though. They should have more drunk on the show. (laughs) I mean, like, it's reality TV. I I mean, I liked it. I think it's nice to have something different. And people are like, I just fast forwarded through her scenes. It was boring. It's like, I just, who cares? Just watch it. I don't
1: get when people say that, like, you can fast forward, but... You're still getting ratings, so the person you're fast forwarding is still benefiting.
0: Also, it's like the show has always been boring. Like <laughs> this is a boring ass show. Like, how are Cheyenne scenes any more boring than fucking Macy's scenes? They're not. Ugh, people just won't give them a chance. Yeah. All right, let's speak of the devil. Let's go to Macy, who had essentially nothing happen. Um, The only exciting thing was that Jen came to pick up Bentley, and Macy was so fucking rude to her.
1: She was. She was like, you're not going to— She told
0: Bentley that,
1: like, he wasn't going to be able to leave until he finished his homework. But it's like, Macy, you saying that is not punishing Bentley. It's making Jen have to wait.
0: Okay, so speaking of the Facebook comments, I read some people being like, no, Jen was the rude one. Like, if a guest comes to my home, like, they need to, like, make a big deal to say hi to me. Uh No, first of all, Jen should have came inside. Macy should have said, hi, Jen, we're just finishing up the homework. Would you mind, like, gra- do you want a glass of water while you wait? It'll just be five minutes. That's it. That's all Macy had to do. Yeah. For Macy not to acknowledge somebody that's in her home is so beyond rude. I just, I can't. I can't. Like, and then Macy's like, that was awkward. It's like, no shit. And that's something that drives me nuts about Macy. And Macy always does this is that, first of all, I think Macy is bad manners in general. It's been a thing forever. She's never had good manners. But I think Macy will do these things where she's like very rude. And then after the fact, it's like, that was weird. Why was it like that?
1: yeah do you think that when it seemed like jen kind of abruptly left do
0: you think she was crying i couldn't tell um maybe or maybe she just like yeah i mean jen cries i wouldn't be surprised i didn't pick up on that but like maybe she realized maybe she was crying
1: yeah because she didn't wait for bentley to come out she just left and then bentley came out after i thought that
0: was weird probably because she was like this is so fucking weird like I thought it was cute that Jade knows her as Mimi. I know. She goes, it's Mimi. It's Mimi.
1: And then she tried to play with Maverick, but he, like, walked over and then looked back, unsure of himself, (laughs) if he should touch Mimi.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just found, I just found, like, I just can't imagine somebody coming into my home and not saying, hi, could you just give us a minute? Yeah, that would be weird. That's all she had to do. All she had to do was say hello. And, like, Jen would have been like, hi, hun. okay, take your time. It, or, like, if, if Macy's not going to talk to her, then she should just say, send her a text and say, Jen, I'm really upset with how things are going. This is, like, too awkward and weird for me, but, like, I'll drop Bentley off of your house. I don't know why it's too
1: awkward and weird. They've been, like, co-parenting with Ryan's parents pretty much this whole time. I know. And Ryan's never really been involved. And, I mean, yeah, there's a restraining order now, but before there was a restraining order, Ryan still wasn't around. Not much has
0: really changed. Yeah. I'm also kind of pissed that they didn't give us, like, a Jen follow-up. Like, why didn't we get a segment of Jen talking to Larry about how fucking weird it was to go to Macy's house and have her not acknowledge that she was there? Maybe Jen refused to talk about it. Maybe, but she should, for my sake. <laughs> that was rude of Jen. <laughs> it was. Because, like, usually we get a download on that. I will say I appreciated that Taylor, after, like, when they were talking about it later, was basically said, like, "I we don't have any idea what's going on with them. Like, that awkwardness could have nothing to do with us.
1: Yeah, he was like, we're both going through a lot and it's not either of our faults.
0: Yeah, he said, like, we've her. never, he's like, we've never been in their position. And Macy was like, no, it's about me.
1: And then you know, Maverick got his hair cut.
0: Boring. That boring. I am missing Ryan and Mackenzie so fucking much.
1: I can't believe that MTV fired them.
0: I cannot believe it. By the way, everyone, Mackenzie had her baby, baby Jagger. Just so that's, like, for point. sure its name? Uh, no, I mean, that's just, like, what the internet's saying it is. We, Mackenzie hasn't posted anything.
1: Okay, I really hope that is not the real name. That's I hideous. Know.
0: There are two Real Housewives children named Jagger.
1: Both of them are destined to have miserable lives. Those names are gross. That name's ugly.
0: It's not. It's not a good name at all. I really don't like it. Um, I don't like it one bit. So let's go to Amber, who called her daughter a butthole on camera. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I lit. I got to that scene, and I rewound it because I was like, did she just say that about Leah? Like and then Amber didn't even it. call
1: her out. He was just like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The 10-year-old is acting ridiculous because she doesn't want to hang out with a crying baby that's getting all the attention all day so, when she's yeah. hanging out and having fun
0: here's my question. Do you think that Gary should be forcing Leah to go to Amber's? No. No, you don't? No. I think so too because I think Gary tried that. You know, like I think that was like Gary and Christina's intent two years ago. And then Amber just wouldn't show up for the visits. So I think that Gary doesn't want to force her. My guess would be if I'm Gary, well I guess like if I was Gary, I'd be like, I'm not going to force her to go over there because I don't even know if, like, you're going to end up showing up to pick her up.
1: Right. And remember when Leah used to have to go over there and Gary would be like, are you ready to go to Mommy's? And then she would say no. And then um, there was that scene where she was telling Christina that she hates being over there because all Amber does is stay in bed and she doesn't talk to her. And it was just terrible. Like, Yeah.
0: I Because at first I was, like, my instant reaction. And I mean,
1: Amber, she's dealing with a new. Yeah, yeah, Amber, she's with a newborn right now. I mean, she already, like, when it was just Leah, who was a little bit self-sufficient, she couldn't handle it. she has a newborn right now, Gary's probably, like, concerned if she'll be able to handle the needs of two mm-hmm. kids. I mean, Leah is going to be put on the back burner when there's a newborn in the house because Leah's 10 years old.
0: Yeah, I think my instant reaction was, like, gary should make her go over there and then i thought about it more and i was like i mean gary's been trying to facilitate a relationship between the two of them for years and amber has never held up her end of the bargain so like why should leah be forced i think like what amber doesn't get is leah like this is fucking crazy to say about a child who's not even 10 years old yet by the way i realize this But Leah tried for the two of them to have a relationship for, like, three years. And Amber, like, just didn't come over and, like, didn't pick her up and didn't show up. And now Leah's over it. Yeah, I mean, if she has
1: something else that she wants to do, I mean, if Leah was younger, then I would think, yeah, Gary, just send her over. But, I mean, she's pretty much about to become a Mm preteen. And, I mean... There's just so much going on right now. I mean, I'm sure that Gary makes her go over there sometimes, but she doesn't have to go over there constantly.
0: Yeah, I think so. Andrew is in L.A. Here's my question. Do you think Amber has a nanny? Do you think Amber watched that baby on her own?
1: Uh, She might have had help with cousin Crystal, but I don't think she had an actual nanny. No.
0: I mean, can Amber care for a baby?
1: I mean, she cared for Leah when she was... Once Leah had turned, like, one, that's when things started to go downhill. But, like, like, when Leah was an actual infant, Amber was caring for her.
0: That's true. I guess she was. Yeah, you're right. I kind of forget about that. I think we just, like, have not seen Amber do anything maternal in so fucking long that right. I'm like, yikes. <laughs> and
1: apparently Amber had postpartum with Leah, too. And she mentioned in this episode, like, she went to check and see if she had postpartum, and they said no because she still had an attachment, so. Which seems
0: like a low bar, like, for postpartum depression.
1: Well, I mean, apparently they found out it was more likely her bipolar, and she's on meds and she's feeling better now, which is good. I mean, I'm glad she recognized that. Like, a lot of they'd probably be in denial and be trying to say it was everything but bipolar, but she meant she needed that
0: i think it's very sad because amber is for the rest of her life i'm pretty sure just going to be on a vicious cycle of going on and off her meds like i i think that's going to be her reality for ever
1: that's the reality of a lot of people with bipolar disorder honestly
0: yeah absolutely and i also like it's absurd setting to me to see her like in the same episode talking about being on new meds also seeing her drink and it's like Amber like stop drinking (laughs) like that cannot be helping
1: yeah you can't drink on bipolar meds yeah not to She's
0: she's a drug addict and an alcoholic (laughs) even though she wants to say she's not an alcoholic I find it hard to believe that she's not
1: I don't know like I feel like I guess she could have been drinking off the show, but I mean, it was obvious she was on pills, but we never really saw her drinking like that in the Gary years.
0: I think, I don't know. I just find it hard to believe that she is like, and I know some people can do it. I just find it hard to believe that even, okay, let's say she's not an alcoholic. I find it hard to believe that alcohol is not having a negative effect on her mental health or her well-being.
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible you're not supposed to be taking it on those meds. I didn't even realize she was drinking alcohol this episode.
0: On their date, they were drinking drinking white wine.
1: Oh, when she was singing truffle butter over and over. That was gross. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So (laughs) she tells Cousin Crystal, she's like, Leah texted me this morning to see how I'm doing. Like, Uh, Leah is the most emotionally intelligent child (laughs) and has been, Leah has been acutely aware of her mother's moods for her entire life. Yeah, why wasn't Amber the one texting Leah asking how she was doing? Can you imagine as a nine-year-old, like, texting your mom and being like, Hi, Mommy, just want to check in. How are you? No. (laughs) I don't think I realized my parents had feelings. Like, I mean, well, that's not true because I... I was pretty acutely aware of my dad's moods at that age as well and a similar reason for or similar to how Leah was, but I only cared about how it affected me. I had no conscious, like I had no ability to be like, dad, how are you? How are you feeling? Are you adjusting to the new baby?
1: (laughs) Yeah. When you're young, you're still egocentric. You look at everything from your point of view in the world.
0: It's kind of, Leah is like, in my head, I think of Leah as being 13.
1: Leah has always been weirdly intelligent. Like, I remember when Amber had the CPS saying that she couldn't be in the same room as Leah and Gary at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think Leah was only two at that point, And Amber was dropping Leah off to Gary and she was leaving. And I remember a two-year-old Leah walking up to Amber saying, please wait, I need you. And I was it's- like... She's only two years old.
0: If you watch uh, Being Amber, Leah is, I think, four in that. Or she has her fifth birthday. And she's like, Mommy, how are you? Are you okay? Are you going to be here when I wake up? Mommy, like, speaking so, like, she was so aware of Amber. When I rewatched it recently, I was like, holy shit. Like, she... I mean, my best friend's daughter is five, and, like, she's great, she's smart, she's funny, but, like, she doesn't care about what we're doing, you know what I mean? Like, unless it, like, directly affects her, like, I just, it's just so crazy to think that Leah is the one that takes the emotional lead in her relationship with Amber, and I think that's always the way it's been, and Leah is nine.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when Leah gets older, she's definitely not gonna appreciate that, because Leah should not be the mom in this relationship, that's up to Amber,
0: no, it's the reason that she loves Crystal so much, and I think my favorite, my favorite tiny little moments are when Gary lets Chris, when Crystal tells Gary things that Leah told her about Amber.
1: You know, Crystal is the oh, uh, I'm sorry, Christina has the, like four kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: when when Christina will like offhandedly tell Gary like, oh well, you know, Leah said this to Amber or Leah said this about Amber, and I'm like, it's so nice that Leah tells Christina this stuff.
1: Yeah. I like that she has Christina. You can tell that she definitely cares. I mean,
0: that's her mom. Yeah. Christina's 100% her mom. And, I mean, I don't see how you could, like, not feel that. Christina's very kind. She's loving. Christina's kind of everything that Amber isn't, first of all. And second of all, like, there are two other kids that live with them that are Christina's daughters. So I'm sure it's pretty seamless for... Christina to also be Leah's mom because she's Emmy's mom and Carly is that Carly's mom, you know, and they're all living together. So, like, I think it's natural that she then becomes Leah's mom, too.
1: Can we just talk about the fact that Leah said she couldn't go to Amherst because she was busy that day? And (laughs) what she was busy doing was jumping on the trampoline.
0: Also, like, that's another very... I don't remember, like, nine being like, I can't do that. I'm busy today. Like... It's just like such of- Amber
1: Amber's feelings.
0: Yeah.
1: I, like, I don't want to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I feel like at nine I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I don't think I had the like consciousness to be like, oh no, I'm sorry, I have other plans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was so funny. And then when she was drawing and Gary was getting on her nerves and she was like, if you're gonna keep talking to me, please go to the other room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lee is just like, that poor girl is just, she's in charge of their relationship. And it's upsetting. It's not fair. Um. So, yeah, as we said, Amber went to the hospital, which which I thought was kind of breezed past. Because you don't just, like, check in at the hospital because you're, like, not feeling great. When you're having, like, I she must have been, like, in distress. Like, bad distress.
1: Or she doesn't have insurance.
0: Yeah, that's true. She was like, they said I should go to my psychiatrist. And it's like, duh. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) But yeah, Ams. Like, Ambie. Plus, remember, she, like, put out, she said in an article she went on her meds during pregnancy. So she must have went off them again. And I wonder, like, what happened that she went to the hospital and saw a psychiatrist, like, at the hospital.
1: Maybe she went off them because she wanted to breastfeed or something.
0: Maybe. I mean, I don't know. And she was like, yeah, they said I need to get an appointment with my psychiatrist. So I did that. And it's just like, for somebody that's been on psych meds for as long as she has been, it's kind of nuts to me that her first thought wasn't like, I should call my psychiatrist. Not like, I should go to the hospital.
1: I mean, maybe she was in deep distress or something. That's, she said. that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, and they kind of, it was like kind of breezed past. But like, in my opinion, she must have been in deep distress if she went to the ER.
1: Yeah. Or maybe it was a weekend or something. And the psychiatrist she sees doesn't she operate on weekends or something. And yeah. she's desperate to get an appointment.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I I just thought it was like glanced over in a it, way that like more has to, is going on here.
1: I can see why it was glanced over, though, because, I mean, I wouldn't be telling the full story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I think that, like, also has kind of always been the case when it comes to Amber and her mental health on the show, is that she, and I know I was just talking about this with Kate, I think Amber tries really hard to, like, stay in the vague when it comes to her mental health on the show, and I completely understand why she does it. But then she also uses it as a justification for her behaviors a lot. So you're like, wait, what? What exactly is going on? Like, it's hard. Because she brings it up enough to, like, talk. You know what I mean? She'll be like, well, I'm too depressed and I can't see Leah. But then, like, is also really vague about other stuff. So it can be kind of hard to follow sometimes.
1: Yeah, like, I hate to bring up other shows. But that's just like Janelle, when randomly one day... um, I don't know. Barbara said she was bipolar or something, and then Janelle screams, "I
0: have panic
1: disorder."
0: (laughs) Quinn,
1: what are you talking about?
0: I will never forget Janelle tweeting. This was like in my heyday of Twitter, and somebody was like, "You're bipolar," like you got diagnosed on the show, and she said, "Actually, I'm not bipolar. I have anxiety disorder caused by other people." (laughs) That's what she said she was diagnosed with. What? Anxiety disorder caused by other people. That was her. Janelle's. Remember when she said diagnosis? that her eyes were huge? She said what? Remember when she said that her eyes felt huge? Was that in her scene, molecules? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she,
1: she said that she swore she had MS and then she started crying hysterically. Oh my God. And then. She,
0: It's just like MS. Like, where are you getting this stuff from? <laughs> she just like Googles stuff on how to get drugs. I have this friend that got like $15,000 worth of unnecessary like dental work so that she could continue to get pills prescribed to her. Her teeth look great, by the way. <laughs> like, good results but she's like oh my whole like she would just like continuously get dental work done because fun fact if you're a drug seeker dentists give out good pain pills usually and dentists love to do unnecessary work because it's like one of those things that it's not really necessary but yeah it would straighten this out or this would look good or this would be good it's not like getting a, any other type of surgery like A dentist is always trying to sell you on some sort of thing that you don't need. They're always upselling you. And so she just, like, went up and down the state of Florida getting dentistry done. Maybe we shouldn't be giving people this advice. Well, you know what? I just helped somebody out, and now they don't have to buy pills on the street.
1: This is going to be the one podcast Janelle listens to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Janelle's coming at you with a new set of teeth. (laughs) You know what, Geneva? If somebody doesn't have to go buy pills on the street that could be filled with fentanyl and they're fake and they can get it from their dentist, then I've done a service.
1: I mean, to be fair, do you remember when Leah's teeth looked wooden and now they look normal?
0: Because she got got the same veneers uh, Kate got. got. she did it too. (laughs) I mean, Probably. The her teeth look so
1: bad and then yeah, like normal now and nobody says anything about she it she got
0: those like $5,000 cap teeth that Kale got I think they tagged the same like dentist yeah. in
1: it. <laughs> I remember on Twitter once somebody like took a photo of Leah and they like photoshopped it on George Washington <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair Leah was probably drinking Mountain Dew out of her baby bottle and just has like total Appalachian mouth Oh, I saw a documentary on that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sad. Did you was it the Diane Sawyer one? Where I feel like it was a guy, so I don't think so. Oh, there's like a, a good Diane Sawyer special um on like life in the Appalachia and it's sad and depressing and they talk with a guy like a dentist that does like pro bono pro bono or charity dentist work. And he talks about like the I think they call it Mountain Dew Mouth.
1: Yeah, and he's like, Mountain Dew is the enemy. Because, yeah. Like, apparently it's more caustic than any other soda. I don't know. Yeah, why.
0: it has something to do with the sugar, I think. It has, like, a higher rate of sugar. And I think because it's, um like, citrusy, like, a, it has more acid in it.
1: Oh, yeah. I Than, haven't like, a Coke.
0: Mountain Dew in years. I can't really remember what it tastes like. I haven't I had it in either, so
1: long. but my friend's having a birthday party tomorrow. I know what my mixer drink is going to be now. <laughs> hopefully I still have teeth
0: Sunday I'm also going to a party tomorrow but obviously I'm not drinking should just bring a case of Mountain Dew for everyone (laughs) I just like show up I'm like I brought the Mountain Dew and everyone's like we're adults (laughs) (laughs) okay so Andrew and Amber have like a date night at home I will say I really liked Andrew's advice it's clear Andrew's been to therapy and I think he has like a good understanding of Amber because he's like, you need to make small goals and complete those small goals every day. Like you need to stay on your meds. Like I think Andrew like gets Amber in a way that nobody else ever has, which is why she's so happy with him.
1: Yeah. I think he genuinely cares and he Mm -hmm. seems like a sweet guy and maybe he's learned from his past mishaps or whatever. But, I mean, he still is an enabler. Like, when she called Leah a butthole and he said it was ridiculous that Leah didn't want to go over there.
0: Yeah. Either so what happens is they I toast. They her- toast to their family. Yeah. And she's she's like, and to the little boo-boos who aren't here. And he goes, ugh, it's ridiculous. Photo well,
1: first, Leah from, like, six years ago, why doesn't she have a more current one?
0: First, she said, like, Andrew says, it's ridiculous. And then she's like... Oh, no, maybe she does call her a butthole first. She says, because she's a, she doesn't want to be here. Oh, okay, sorry. Let me look at my notes. She says, toast to the little boo-boos who aren't here. And Andrew says, she should be here. And Amber goes, well, she's a little butthole. And Andrew goes, it's ridiculous. It's like, don't call your child a butthole on camera.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. I
0: can't, I can't imagine poor Leah. And then they wonder why Leah doesn't want to go over there.
1: I mean, if they're calling her buttholes when she's not even there, what happens when she doesn't want to do something when she is there?
0: And it's just a perfect example of the fact that, like, Amber is acting like her friend hurt her feelings, you know? Like, she's talking about, like, a girlfriend that, like, canceled plans.
1: Yeah. She's done that, though. Like, when she was crying because Leah made Gary an ornament. Oh, yeah. And she couldn't have the ornament. She wanted to take it from Gary. She was like, why can't I have an ornament? And Lee was like, well, we could only make one. And she was like, well, maybe you can bring it over. It's like, she's not going to steal back a gift she already gave just so you could have it, Amber. And then she starts, like, crying hysterically in the car And yeah. her unicorn onesie, her Rudolph, what? whatever. <laughs> it was so when
0: weird. Really, the solution was, well, why? how about you come over to my house and we'll make ornaments together? Like, that's, like, Amber she just, just doesn't
1: no... ornaments. She wanted the ornament that Gary had. She wanted yeah. to take it.
0: Yeah, well, she wanted, what hurts her is that when Leah's at school making an ornament for her family, she thinks of the family that she lives with, not the woman that shows up four times a year. Right. <laughs> Just like when Kaiser made that Father's Day thing. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the controversial Father's Day card. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> Janelle was writing novels about it. Yeah, and everybody thinks that she was the one that did it. But I believe that. I believe that, like, he made it for David because he's with David all the fucking time. He's
1: been with David since before he was two years old at this point. Like, Nathan has never been there. Nathan is not a father. He's not. No.
0: I mean, like, not, he hasn't lived with Kaiser since Kaiser was one. And he sees Kaiser, like, once a month. And David is Kaiser's primary caregiver every other day of that month.
1: I don't even think he he sees him a month, honestly.
0: He hasn't seen him in a long time. Since the Kesha concert, I don't think.
1: (laughs) Of course, Kesha.
0: Although, I think Ashley and Nathan have been breaking up and getting back together. Because I've noticed that she's been, like... She used to, like, post him on Instagram, like, every fucking day. And it was always about how much she loved him and, like, how great he was. And now I'm noticing he's, like, on there way, 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 way less... And then like occasionally he'll pop up. I think I think all is not so happy in Ashley and Nathan Land.
1: Of course not. He's an alcoholic abuser. That's not gonna change. Yeah, who cheats.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't wait until he cheats on that. That's so mean to say. But like, see this is me being hypocritical and being like thrilled when something bad happens. <laughs> but, I mean like you're also assuming he hasn't cheated on her already. That's true. I mean, he cheated on her on that Be Nathan special. <laughs> and then had the the girl on the show before Ashley ever got to be on it. <laughs> uh, next season of T-Mom is going to be so dark with Janelle.
1: Probably. Or it'll be super whitewashed and she just hangs out with Barbara every episode.
0: That's true. But if Nathan is on the show, there's no way the whole time he's not going to be talking about it. True. Um, so yeah, Amber needs to grow the fuck up and leave Leah the fuck alone.
1: (laughs) It's not going to happen.
0: Just leave her alone, Amber. Just leave her alone.
1: Maybe once the show ends and she doesn't have as much pressure, she... She will. Yeah. I mean,
0: isn't she living in California right now?
1: I don't know. I've heard people claiming that. And I mean, she has been taking lots of photos, but I don't know if that was just like a trip or not.
0: She was, like, at a boxing gym in California, like, training there. She seems to be there quite a bit. I don't know if she's, like, living there, but she's... Seems to be there all the time. Oh, she's still in California on October 3rd.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: And it seems like she's been there since... Let me see if I can figure out. But, like, since the summer.
1: Maybe she did move them.
0: Or maybe not, like, officially moved, but, like, they've just been there, you know? I could see
1: Leah, like, having interest in going to California for the summer and she'd just be, like, a summer mom or whatever.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that would actually be their best relationship possible. Don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, California is cool, especially in the summer. Like, Leah doesn't have to worry about duties like school and stuff. And I mean, since Amber only has it for a short, limited amount of time, she'll probably jam-pack that with fun.
0: Yeah, I, that, I can't think of a better way to have the relationship. I think if Amber lived in California and Leah came out there for a month in the summer, maybe a week at Christmas, and like maybe a week in March or something, you know, like A few days in the spring and basically was there three times a year i think that'd be great for them because like you said there'd be no responsibilities it would just be fun and also like leah would be going there there would be no amber like showing up not showing up leah not wanting to go leah canceling because she doesn't feel like going for the day like whatever weirdness they have with amber living 15 minutes away or half hour away wherever she lives now like in california would give them like these are the times that you have to be there, and that I will be there when you get here. Right. I would take the pressure off. I think. Amber, listen to this podcast. We. Have yeah. Should I call Amber? Should I call Amber and let her know what I, my suggestion is?
1: You should slide in her DMs on Instagram. <laughs> hey, or girl, when she goes for should... live rants, you should write it to her. <laughs>
0: okay so last but not least our dear bristol palin what are your thoughts on bristol so far
1: i honestly don't even know what to say like it's only episode two and i feel like there's just an entire podcast episode could be on this there's just so much to unpack uh the first thing that i want to say is when they were talking about possibly getting divorced. divorce um Dakota turned his trip and asked him to take Sailor to his mom's room. I was I if
0: they down. already had separate bedrooms. Oh, I'm positive he didn't live there. So my, as I said last week on Feathers in My Hair, um, Dakota first filed for divorce in January. This is being filmed at the end of June, beginning in July. So I think that they had been on and off, mostly off. I read a conspiracy theory that I'm taking to heart that he agreed to go on the show for effortless 50-50 custody. So
1: Dakota's the one that filed, not Bristol. Yes,
0: Dakota. That's
1: interesting because on the show, Mm -hmm. he made it seem like Bristol was the one that was 100% on this.
0: Yes. Mm. So I would not be surprised if they had been going on and off. You know, for a, for a couple months, MTV calls and she says, "Yes, we're in, and Dakota's in." And then she says, "Dakota, I'll agree to the divorce, and I'll agree to fifty fifty custody, no child support, if you um, go on the show with me, and then we can like divorce on the show." And he said, "Okay."
1: That's crazy. Also, especially
0: because how are they going to do fifty fifty from Texas to Alaska? Not even Texas to Alaska. For, well, I guess she's saying in Texas, but Kentucky to Alaska. If she goes back to Alaska. She's definitely going back. She should
1: so, go back. So I don't know how this is going to work unless he goes back to Alaska too, or she doesn't go.
0: So he, this week, um, Bristol like went on Instagram and said some shit about him, and he wrote this in response. It says, In response to the conversation Bristol had on video on Teen Mom IG, Yes, we got pregnant right after our engagement. We planned a wedding with our families and friends, and Bristol decided to leave me a week prior. I spoke with her family every month and made it clear I would be the father of my child. I reached out to her before Sailor was born and asked what the plan was to co-parent. She told me to go through the courts to establish paternity. I wasn't invited to the birth and found out my child was born on Twitter. Can you imagine being a dad and not being allowed to be at your child's birth? She denied my paternity until it could be proven, at which point Sailor was born. For Bristol to state that Sailor didn't have a dad is laughable. What really happened is Bristol kept our daughter from having a father present at the birth until the courts ruled ruled that I was her father. I can promise you this, Sailor and Atley always had a dad and always will have a dad.
1: Yeah, so that made me wonder if possibly Bristol thought that he wasn't the father, either one. Two, I don't know if maybe since they – were they married at that point or did they – No,
0: no, they weren't together at all at that point.
1: Maybe since they weren't together and since he wasn't in the hospital, maybe the courts require you establish paternity if you didn't sign the birth certificate and you aren't married. So maybe that's a possibility, or three, Bristol was just trying to make it difficult for him. I don't really yeah, need to believe. I think,
0: I think what he's trying to say is that, like, he wanted, like, he would have been there to sign the birth certificate, but she wouldn't let him be there. Um, and that, like, she, I guess, tried to claim that, like, they weren't in touch during his her pregnancy. And, like, he was the one that leaked that the baby was born. But they've been a mess since jump.
1: Yeah, I mean, they canceled their wedding a week before. Yeah. I mean, I know somebody that did that a couple days before their wedding, but that's because she found out the guy was cheating. I mean, you don't cancel for small things. Yeah. Obviously, something went down.
0: Well, she found, and I talked about this last week, she found out that he was married before and she didn't know beforehand.
1: I feel like she found out more than that because, I mean... Bristol, she wanted to be seen as not a teen mom anymore. It's obvious she wanted to be married. It didn't matter who to. So I feel like that wouldn't have stopped her. I feel like she found out something in addition to that, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think she really thought that her and Dakota, like, would, like, have a political life. I think a lot of people thought Dakota was, like, gearing up for a life in politics. I mean, talk about a record. You know, like... To be the youngest ever living Medal of Honor recipient is like it, living in Kentucky. Like, you you want to be in Congress? Like, sign right up, pun. Like, it, but I think, I think Bristol, like, thought it would be so, and her family thought it'd be so good for her image. She got with Dakota. And I think she, like, did not know, like, how fucked up he was.
1: Yep. If they had been together longer, maybe she could have found out. Yeah.
0: And I think you and I, it was you and I that discussed this, that from what we know so far, it does not necessarily seem like either one is totally in the wrong. They're just, like, so fucking bad for each other. Like, Bristol is a person without a ton of empathy, from what we can see. She doesn't seem like a person that's big on feelings. She doesn't seem, like, very supportive. And then, on the other hand, like, Dakota is like an asshole and Bristol has to walk on eggshells around him and like Bristol needs someone that's more stable and Dakota needs someone that's more like able to take his shit.
1: Maybe Caitlin can be with Dakota and Tyler can
0: get with Bristol. (laughs) Tyler just like jerked off to you saying that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'd be so famous. (laughs)
1: Maybe they just all live together in a commune and this can just be like a group type thing.
0: Bristol's like next husband is going to be a football player.
1: I saw somebody say that. And then somebody else got super offended. By that. Oh, I saw that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were like, how dare you insinuate that quarterbacks are stupid. They're extremely intelligent. It's like, come on. They meant like a dumb oath with CTE. Like,
1: yeah. don't get
0: so upset. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I think that Bristle will, like, get with a conservative athlete next.
1: I mean, I feel like she had her chance, but her time is up.
0: I don't know. She's hot.
1: I thought that, too, but then I, like, watched Team Mom on an HDTV, and her skin <laughs> is, like, really bad, and yeah, you you know, get like, those old lady lines on her face. So she's, whatever. like,
0: thin, and, you know, like, a, a lot of those guys only like, care about, like, the body. And as long as the face is, like, passable.
1: She's, like, competing with 18-year-olds, though.
0: That's true. I don't know. I can just see her be with, like, some retired linebacker that, like, loves Jesus and loves guns and loves President Trump.
1: Maybe she can get with Tim Tebow.
0: God, she fucking wishes. (laughs) God, that's, like, Sarah Palin's greatest dream.
1: Oh, my gosh. Do you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yes. Maybe Croy will leave Kim and he can get with Bristol.
0: Perfect. No, Croy and Kim are gonna be together forever.
1: I don't think so. No, I'm just kidding, until they go broke.
0: And then Kim's like, Oh, I don't like being broke.
1: Yeah. Kim is only there till the money is. Yeah. Bristol Um, be there to pick up the pieces.
0: uh, (laughs) So I don't know. It's so clear that they, like, are so awful for each other. Bristol's, like, so done with it. Tri- trip. Um, Dakota- First of all, the names in this in this segment are too much. Bristol, Dakota, Trip, Sailor, Atlee. Like, come on. This is too much.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't know why. I mean, the weird thing is Bristol's not that bad of a name, but, like, Sailor and Atley.
0: Bristol's a pretty weird name.
1: It is, but like compared to Sailor and Atley, it makes Bristol sound normal.
0: That's true, and D- like it's crazy that she found a guy named Dakota to be. Yeah, her it's typically a
1: feminine name. Yeah, or the name of a truck.
0: I was gonna say her dog. Aww. <laughs> I don't. I just. I wonder where. So obviously, like the divorce storyline is next, but I wonder. ...how that plays out. Like, is Dakota going to be... I mean, I guess he's going to be a full-time cast member... ...and we're just going to follow Dakota in Kentucky?
1: I don't know. Because I feel like that Kentucky house... ...was maybe his parents' house... ...and maybe he doesn't want to be over there.
0: I read online that it was his house. And my thought is... ...here's my, like, speculation. I think that he got out of the military... ...got a shit ton of money for, like, the books... ...and the speaking stuff... Bought a nice house in Kentucky and then, like, his parents lived there. Well, why'd they end up in Texas then? Because it was, like, apparently it was meeting in the middle. It was, like, a compromise for them to move to, like, a neutral ground.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: But Bristol just bought another... Apparently she just bought her sixth house. How is she affording all of this? I think that she buy. She, well, first of all, if... Like they're in Alaska and Texas, like, you know what I mean. Probably just each time she's like flipping it a little bit for like an extra twenty k, and then just like buying and buying and buying. Yeah, I think she's just like a tat. Like makes money being a tabloid celebrity. So like her Instagram stuff, she sells stories to Us Weekly. She probably got an inherit like a trust fund. Do you think are the Palin's trust fund rich?
1: I have no idea. Also, there's multiple of them and they keep having legal problems. So you'd think that would drain their income.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how rich the Palins are. Like, obviously, they're wealthy, like they're well off, you know, they're like, but are they like rich? Are they upper middle class?
1: I don't know, because there's so many of them. And I feel like if they were rich, rich, we would have known about it. But I feel like we never really hear about it.
0: Yeah, also I don't have a lot of concept of like what being rich in Alaska looks like.
1: I don't know. I think Alaska is actually expensive to live in though cuz it's very, everything.
0: It's very expensive to live in Alaska. For exactly why you said like um you have to I mean like every it's like living in Hawaii times 10. Yeah. Um but I really hope we get to see more of Alaska. I'm waiting for Levi Johnson to come in.
1: Ooh, do you think he signed on?
0: I I think I read he did and that he was filming with Tripp.
1: That should be interesting.
0: Yeah, Tripp is on Dancing with the Stars Jr. right now.
1: Ew, I saw that. Why are they even doing that?
0: I don't know. I'm not watching it. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars to begin with, and it just doesn't need a junior.
1: They really, It that's honestly creepy.
0: It is. It's weird. It's weird. I don't, I don't get it.
1: I hope they put Sophia on it next, though.
0: Oh, Farrah wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Farrah, like, had an aneurysm when she found out that was a show that Sophia wasn't on. (laughs) She, like, called her manager and was like, Why the fuck isn't Sophia on Dancing with the Stars Jr.? Uh, Sophia. I hope she's okay. Who knows? (laughs) Truly, who knows? But yeah, there actually, like, not a ton happened this week, but it was still, like, a good episode for me to watch at least i felt
1: yeah i wasn't bored i mean i was a little bit bored with ambers and i was bored with macy's but since we have two new girls i mean they can afford to be a little bit boring now
0: yeah i i think they found in this episode like a good groove between how the five girls storylines were working together and how much time to spend on each yeah they did a pretty good job with it
1: They need to show us more of Ryder, though, because she's so cute.
0: She's so cute, and I really think we're missing a lot of Cheyenne and Corey backstory. Because, like you said, like, I need to know about Cheyenne's boyfriend when she got pregnant. I want to know more about Ryder being sick. And, obviously, they're, like, waiting to unroll this out. But I think... I feel so, like, so much is missing. Because, like, with Bristol, not so much. Because I, like, it's easy to find out all the information on Bristol. Right. Like, there's been a million tabloid stories. We've known who Bristol is for ten years. But, like, Cheyenne is much more of an enigma. And I feel like there's a lot of backstory with Cheyenne that I'm still waiting on. And I'm hoping they'll deliver on. Because, like, I want to know how she found out that Corey was the dad. Like, I want to know how she approached him and said, like... Hey, I have a six-month-old baby, and I think you're the father. Like, I want to know about all of it. Like, did he suspect it was his when she got pregnant? Like, there's a lot of juicy bits that we have not gotten from Cheyenne's storyline yet.
1: Yeah. I hope Cheyenne isn't shy and lets us know about all of
0: that. I think she will. I think Cheyenne, Cheyenne and Bristol both and all of their supporting characters showed up to work. And for that, I deeply appreciate them.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Because none of the other girls, like, none of the original cast, like, care to come to work. They roll out of bed, they, like, put on gross clothes, and then they show up. And Cheyenne and Bristol are up at 5.30 to do their hair and makeup and make a great impression.
1: I wonder if having these new girls make the old ones feel threatened. I hope so. Maybe they'll start getting their acts together.
0: I wonder if F- Fair getting fired made any of them feel threatened or if they just like had decided Fair was so awful and like that could never be them. But like it should make them feel off or like threatened because MTV is saying like we can fire you guys.
1: Well, I think since originally they weren't planning on bringing Fair back, I think the girls can justify it in their minds that Fair is just not likable and that it yeah. happened. But I mean Pharaoh was pretty much the only interesting thing on that season so it should concern them that they were willing to get rid of her even though she was the most interesting.
0: huh <sighs> I are you gonna watch Pharaoh X on X on the beach?
1: Nope, me neither <laughs> because that would require me to watch Simon not doing it.
0: I could not agree more. I don't also like anything this is why I don't watch that. it's I don't watch that much TV anymore. Because, like, anything worthy, like, MTV will just put out a clip of it, and I'll watch the clip. Like, I don't need to watch a whole show, X on the Beach, to watch Fair being crazy.
1: I remember they did that with *Team mom too, when they would show all the clips, and it was literally all the interesting stuff that would happen in this season. I was like, why are you guys doing this? <laughs> Ugh, they're so stupid.
0: I live a clip-based life in 2018.
1: There's no reason you should be able to tell what's happening on an entire show from the clips. The clips are supposed to make you want to watch it.
0: <laughs> That's true, but I think they'll just put on all the Fair being crazy content, like, and I won't even have to watch a show, for which I'm thankful for.
1: Remember when she was on this single show, and then it got, like, canceled? No, it
0: was on, it was just on MTV UK. That's why for we never saw it. From
1: that, it didn't finish all the episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, because Fair was ranting about that. Uh,
0: that sounds about right. <laughs> I just, like, she, Farrah to me um, isn't that in, I like to read Farrah's Instagram posts and, like, laugh at that, but she's actually not that compelling to watch on TV for me because she's so out there that it's, like, fake and, like, not, you're just, like, there's nothing endearing about it. It's so outrageous. You know she's, like, playing it up to such an extent that it's, like, not interesting.
1: When she was on that, um, on that panel, The Truth or whatever, it was funny, though.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was funny. That was good. But that, it works in that context, because that's, like, trash daytime TV. And
1: it was temporary. It wasn't episode after episode. Yeah.
0: But, like, on Marriage Boot Camp, when she called uh, Ojo Cinco's mom a black bitch, like, well, first of all, I mean, she believed it. She's racist. But, like, she acts so crazy that you're, like, she's just, like, throwing a fit for the cameras. Like, she tries so hard. And
1: she always cries for the cameras, too.
0: Oh, God. I just hate her. And I don't miss them at all on Teen Mom, actually. Do you?
1: Sarah? And yeah. company. I miss Sophia, but that's it.
0: Yeah. I, w- I don't <laughs> mind seeing Sophia, but, like, I don't miss Deb. I don't miss Michael. I don't feel like I'm missing anything by having them not on the show.
1: Sometimes. Since she wasn't there was no point of seeing her.
0: You just broke up. I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, I said that
1: Deborah actually used to be really funny, but she hasn't been filming with Farrah. So she became useless. But I remember in one scene, um, um, uh, I don't know. Farah was talking about how Simon said he was going to help and he didn't appear. And then Deborah like jokingly says, and whenever you need him, he never shows up. And then Farrah just stares at her. And then, <laughs> Deborah gets this little sad voice, and she goes, "Baby, that sounds sad." <laughs> Deborah was so weird.
0: <laughs> ah, classic. All right, any final thoughts? No. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on.
1: No problem.
0: I greatly appreciate it, and I can't wait till I can have you on again.
1: Hey, I'll let you know if I die from the Mountain Dew
0: oh yeah please be careful
1: okay i'll try
0: may brush your teeth extra hard that night i will <laughs> bye geneva bye bye this has been an episode of feathers in my hair an emotionally broken psychos patreon exclusive executive producers molly mclean and liz bentley produced by nicole matthews special thanks to sarah D giovanna for our logo Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards, www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos, and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.